What a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you so much for being here. We just welcome you. Uh, welcome our first-time guest. If you're a first-time guest, be sure when you leave today, when you go out the door, go to your left over in the corner at the Information Center. Miss Judy will be there to greet you. And she has a gift that she would love to give you. Uh, we just want to say thank you. Uh, for being a, a part, coming and visiting the Lord's house. And we want you to be blessed while you're here. Know that you're loved. And uh, we so appreciate uh, you being with us today. I am just excited. We were going to roll into December. So let's talk about December. Here we go. Next week, Friends and Family Day. The next week, the Christmas program. The next week is the 18th. It'll be a regular day. I'm preaching a message on divine interruptions. And then the last Sunday of the month, that is Christmas Day. Christmas Day, we will have a service. We will be at our candlelight communion. Uh, we'll come together. We'll sing some Christmas carols. We'll just have a short message. Uh, it'll probably be about an hour service or less. And uh, so we just appreciate anyone that's able to, to come on Christmas morning. It's going to be an amazing day. We're going to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And uh, even though, that, y'all know that's really not his birthday. That really wasn't. But uh, you know what? Whenever we choose... That's when we choose. That's when we celebrate it. And uh, people get all caught up in the technicalities. But listen, just celebrate. We ought to celebrate it every day. We should have Thanksgiving every day. Amen. And Jesus is alive every day. So we need to celebrate. But uh, we we just want to give him honor uh, that day. Just a wonderful day. But today, uh, we're going to close out. Uh, November, uh, just we're, we're so thankful. Last week we talked about thankfulness, and we went into Thanksgiving. But I want to talk to you today about uh, it's uh, now probably not going to be one of those Hallelujah, Amen, shouting, jumping the pews, running the aisles sermons. I preach those kind of sermons. Y'all just don't do it. <laughs> But today, I don't care if you say a word. But if you hear what I'm saying, and the Lord does something deep in your heart, that's what I care about. Because we go into this time of season, and this season of the holidays of Thanksgiving and Christmas is one of the hardest holidays for a lot of people. Suicide rates skyrocket, depression, all the things. Listen, for us and for many, it's such a joyful time, but for many, it is a very tough time of year. It brings all kind of memories back, and there's all kind of things. But today, we just want to deal with some things, and I want the Holy Spirit to reach down and touch your heart in an amazing way. Many of you are watching online today, and we're so glad that you allowed us to come into your home, and we welcome you, and we want you just to to, to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you today. He loves you, and He wants to do something special right there where you're watching. And so we just call everybody blessed today. Amen? Well, listen to this. Man, this guy, Mr. Bloggett, he went on a game show. Anybody ever wish you could be on a game show? You know, like a Wheel of Fortune or Price is Right. Uh, what's that? that there, there's one that I could never go on. Jeopardy. Yeah, I'm not that smart. I don't know those answers. Uh, I, I like the, the ones that got 50-50 chance. You know, just those are good for me. But Mr. Uh, uh, Blodgett went on and he won 25 
$1,000. The master of ceremonies asked him, what are you going to do with all that money? He replied, it'll probably all go to charity. The crowd went crazy. They're clapping, they're hollering, the band starts playing, for he's a jolly good fellow. And I mean, finally the excitement settled down, and the master of ceremonies looked at his wife, and he said, uh, Ma'am, do you approve of his decision? And she said, Absolutely. My name is Charity. <clears throat> Who are we going to bless? Is it going to charity? All mine goes to Amy. We always, we, we, we want to be a blessing, don't we? We want to love people. We want to encourage people. We want to bless people. We want to see the joy of the Lord in people's hearts and lives, but... Sometimes we're joyless. Sometimes pain so overtakes us, overwhelms us, we're injured. You ever been injured? When you're injured, when you have a broken bone or a wound or organ trouble, or most of the time it's not fatal, it can mend. It can heal, cuts heal, wounds heal, broken bones heal. But sometimes when the heart is damaged and the, the injury is so deep and it takes divine intervention. It takes the one who created the heart to heal it when it's broken. And, and, and we, we, we look at the spiritual in the natural, we just said, uh, we, we know most of the time God is put in our body. We, we get a wound and our blood cells rush to it and, and they begin to do its work and God created a healing process. And there's a healing process that goes on even in loss and, all, and there's a grieving time. And, but there's always healing. In the spiritual realm, it's the same. We, we take a lot of blows and we, we, we were injured and we take a lot of uh, uh, wounds and insults and a lot of shots and we endure things that go down deep inside and we end up with a broken heart, a wounded spirit. These disasters, when they come, they, 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 can, they cause depression and hopelessness and despondency. Loss of energy and motivation. And so many times they make people not even want to live. It's in this time, in this season, when so many struggle with mental issues and with things from the past and hurts. But I want to tell you today that Jesus is the healer of the brokenhearted. It's a dangerous place and a dangerous condition to be in when you're wounded in your spirit and your soul hurts and your heart is broken. Because out of that brokenness so many times we cause damage. Have you ever heard... Hurting people hurt people. 
Most of the time when somebody says or does something that is hurtful, you just need to know that it's coming from a place of hurt. They're wounded. They're bitter. And so many times they take that out on others. And unfortunately, we take it out on people we love. But Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Because when we've been hurt, when we've been wounded, when we've been injured in our soul, and then out of that hurt and that injury, we say and do things to hurt others. It's a cycle that has got to come to an end. And only God can heal a broken heart. But Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach. Good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, To proclaim liberty to the captives. And open the prison to those who are bound. I'm speaking to you today who are bound by insult and injury. You're bound by wounds. You're bound by a broken heart. And you hurt and you think no one cares. But I'm telling you today, there is one who cares, who knows, who understands. And he loves you. You see, God cares about our broken heart. People who are broken in spirit, they, they often say things like, no one cares about me. No one sympathizes with my pain or my sorrow. Or we hear this one a lot. No one understands. Well, that's not true. But let's just say it was true. That no, none of your family, none of your friends, no one cared. There's still one who cares. If everyone else forsakes you, God has promised He will never leave you nor forsake you. So those statements are not true. Someone does care. Someone does understand. Someone has had it worse than you. Or me. God understands his eyes are upon you. His heart feels your pain. You're not friendless. You have a friend in Jesus. You have a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. You have a friend. So don't say you don't have any friends anymore. We have the best friend of all. But when, you, when, when, you, when you're going through heartache and heart pain and heartbreak, you don't feel like anyone can help. And you think, man, if I, it didn't matter if I had 50 friends, none of them could really help. Because you know what? People can't fix what you need fixing. They can put a Band-Aid on it. Come see me. I put some duct tape on it. But that doesn't fix it. 
But can I tell you today that there's something about Jesus, amen, that he understands there's nothing too hard for him. He turns our mourning into dancing, amen. He lifts us up when we're weak. He picks us up when we are at the bottom. He sets our feet on a solid foundation. He is the one who understands. He cares, and he can do something about it. We say many times, no one can help me. Well, that might be true. There's no human, maybe, that can help you. But we have a Savior. That in the time of trouble, He's a very present help. He's right there when you need Him, where you need Him, how you need Him. And He loves you. But the problem is, so many times, when we're going through these soul injuries, through these pains, through these heartaches, through heartbreak, we feel like sometimes that even God is against us. That somehow God is mad at us. That somehow I've done something to make Him mad or disappoint Him. And Can I tell you today, if that was true then we might as well all just quit. Just call the mortuary, call the undertaker, come on and get me. Because we're done. But I'm telling you today, that's a lie. It's a lie of the devil. God is not mad at you. Come on, just say it with me. God is not mad at me. He loves me. So many times we think with this, well, God's doing this. No, 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 no. God loves you. He's right there with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. His heart is breaking as your heart is breaking. That's why he sent his son Jesus. Oh, Jesus, when he, he, he opened the scripture that day and he read, he is, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. And then he closed the book and said, today, this has been fulfilled in your ears. Amen. He, one, came because he knew we were broken. He knew we were hopeless. He knew that we were helpless. And he knew that we were hurting. And God, who loved the world so much, sent his son. And when he did, he sent the right person. Everybody say, he's the right person. He is the best person. Jesus said, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You see, God sent Moses to Israel. He sent Daniel in the lion's den. But it's for a purpose. Every one of our troubles and trials and situations has a purpose. We go through situations, but it's for a purpose. And it is for good. But when we have a broken heart, Jesus said, I come for you. I, I, I'm a man acquainted with sorrows. Listen, he, he, he understands. He is sympathetic. He has sympathy. He understands. I, I'm not always the best comforter. I try to be. There's some people that just, they're not good at comforting at all. There was one preacher right out of college. He had no tact at all. They were trying to, 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 to help him and teach him. And 
one day Miss Brown's husband passed away and they said we need you to go and break the news to her but we need you to use some tact he said I can do it he knocks on the door and he said are you the widow Brown she said well I'm Miss Brown but I'm not a widow he said well that's what you think that's not tact that's not comforting there's some people that just don't know how to comfort you when you're sick when you're down when you're depressed there's many if you try to tell them how you're hurting you're going to get into a a fighting match because they're going to tell you how they're hurting more than you and you shouldn't feel so bad because they feel worse does that make you feel better no it don't don't be that person But Jesus, listen, people in this world, they don't know how to comfort because they're hurting. Did you know it's hard for hurting people to heal hurting people? It's always, it always amazes me. Most of the TV shows you watch with, uh, with counselors or different people, you know, you see the behind the scenes. I don't know why it is. Or why those shows make it this way. But most of the time the counselor has more problems than the people coming to see them. You notice that? And the reality of the matter of fact is it's true. Because we're human. And we all have problems. And yes we can help one another through problems. And yes we should. And yes we should be there and be comforting. But we we don't have to depend on other people. Amen. We can depend on Jesus because he's the one. Amen. That is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. When we tell somebody you don't understand. It very well may be true. We can't understand it. Unless we've walked through the exact situation. And for the most part we're never going to do that. But Jesus, tempted in every point like we are, understands rejection, pain, humiliation. He understands rejection, refusal, unacceptance, denial. He understands. He's been through it all, yet without sin. And so he comes... To comfort our heart. He is the great physician. Amen. He even said one time. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Even unto death. So the next time you say. I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. I just want to die. And nobody understands. Remember Jesus' words. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Even unto death. He understands. What you're going through. But he's touched. He's experienced. And he loves us. And he walks with us. And he talks with us. And he understands our trouble. He suffered it. But he overcame it. And you know what? You can too. You can overcome 
whatever situation you're going through, you can overcome your trials, your tribulations, your troubles. You can overcome your disappointments. You can overcome your heartache. You can overcome your pain. You can overcome your betrayals. You can overcome your sins and your failures. No matter how low that you find yourself, Jesus is always there to pick you up. He's experienced at that. Don't you want someone that experienced? I mean, do, do, do you want to go to a doctor and him walk in with his medical journal? So what's your symptoms? How long have you been in medicine? I just started today. No, 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 no. I want somebody experienced. I want somebody that's been there. Somebody that's done this thing before. Don't be, don't be the guinea pig. I don't want to be the guinea pig. He's experienced. He's bound up millions of broken hearts. He is healed. And guess what? He hasn't lost a patient yet. Ah. Come on. He's the great physician. The greatest physician. He knows what he's doing. And he doesn't get aggravated at you and irritated at you. And he doesn't complain when you don't follow all of his... Treatment plans. Because I know how y'all do. You go to the doctor, the doctor tells you what to do, and you walk out and do just what you want to do. And then you complain. It didn't work. I went to the doctor, it didn't help. Did you do what the doctor said do? No. I'm so glad he's patient with me. Aren't you glad he's patient? Kind? Slow to anger? He's unique. He's a unique healer. There's never been anyone like Jesus. He, he, he's not too busy for you. He's always there. He's always listening. He's got an open heart. And he's willing. That man said, I know you can heal me. If you want to. If you can. I can and I will. Listen, he can and he will. He's no respecter of person. He doesn't love anybody else more than he loves you. And he's always available. Everybody's not always available. Uh -uh. I'm available sometimes. Not all the time. Pastor Marcelo, he's available a lot later than I am. He sets his, setting his alarm every morning, 4 a.m., to get up and watch the games. So if you have a problem at 4 o'clock, he's up, call him. He's watching the World Cup. Now, if Brazil's playing, he won't answer. Just go to the hospital. He's always available, 24-7. You'll never get a busy tone. You'll never get his voicemail. Amen. He cares. He's listening. He's there for you. He wants to heal you. He, he's ready. He said, but I will come and I will give you life. I mean, 14 times in the gospel, Jesus said, come unto me. Come on. Come to me. The, the, the little kids, let them come to me. Come on, the sick person, bring them to me. Listen, there's nothing that he's going to say. Nope, not you. He tells you, come. Come. I'll heal your broken heart. What kind, of, what kind of brokenness, what types of brokenness does Jesus heal? What are we experiencing? He heals the discouraged. You ever been discouraged? 
your suffering, your sadness, your discouragement, your depression, your anxiety. Jesus simply said, don't be afraid. Don't cry. Take courage. Take heart. But he doesn't just say that. He walks with you and lifts you up and helps you. We tell people, don't cry. But we don't tell them, how, how do you do it? How do you stop? I don't know a lot. he does he gives you a reason to rejoice he cares about you he he, he understands bitter sorrows he understands and the multitudes came to him and he never turned them away did you you know that people are people do you know people have been the same from the very beginning God created us with emotion You know, people have been having their feelings hurt since the beginning of time. I'm sure Adam and Eve. Yeah. Just immediately, they sinned. Their nakedness was uncovered. She looked at him. She's like, I, I didn't know you gained so much weight. He's like, that hurts my feelings. She's like, I didn't know you had feelings. He's like, I didn't either. It start, I'm telling you, it, we're nothing, this is nothing new. People's been getting offended and hurt and blaming. It immediately it happened. Jesus, God came down and said, hey, what's going on? What happened? Uh, Adam said, uh, she made me do it. He looked at Eve. Eve said, the devil made me do it. We've been, we've been blaming other people for everything since the beginning of time. None of this is new. And so God's had a lot of practice a lot of times on mending and healing. He heals and he encourages the discouraged. He, he heals those hearts controlled by sin. You see so many times Jesus reached down and, and delivered people. You look at Mary Magdalene, seven demons. He cast them all out. He healed her spirit, her soul. He restored her back to her right mind. We see that man in the tombs cutting himself, even possessed by demons. And Jesus delivered him, cast him out. And when they got there, they found the man dressed and in his right mind. I'm telling you, there's some people that need to come to Jesus. You say, how do you know, Pastor? Because they're not in their right minds. Sometimes that's me. You ever been? You ever not been in your right mind? I always wonder to myself if I'm not if I'm not in my right mind, will I know it? I don't know. I just know I need Jesus. Amen. Jesus said, "I've blotted out a thick cloud of your transgressions and sin. Return to me, for I have redeemed you." I'm telling you, no matter. How bad that you've got yourself, what shape that you've got yourself into. I'm telling you, sin is getting serious. Sin's always been serious. Sin, the result of sin is what? Death. But the devil's getting serious now. 
I mean, we started out just different recreational drugs, and people just have a good time and came on and on up, and then we hit the meth era, and, and, and pe- people, I mean, it destroys lives in just a few hits. I mean, did you know the, the, the and, but God, everybody say, but God. Somebody told me the other day the meth uh, recovery rate is about 1%. But I know a lot of meth, I mean, I've seen and heard testimonies of those who God delivered. Because God's still in the delivering business. But on people's own. But now then we're rolling into a new area of this fentanyl. And drug dealers and those manufacturing are putting this in the drug intentionally. Why? Because the smallest trace amounts causes such major addiction... That one time you'll be hooked for life. But there's so many that don't know what measure to put. Now then, millions are dying. So you decide to try drugs one time, it may cost you your life. The devil's not playing anymore. He knows time is short and he's trying to hurt people, wound people, destroy people, addict people because it destroys others. He is not just after you, he's after your whole family. And whether he can get you one way or the other, he can get some by getting them out of church, he can get some others in church. This calls you to be indifferent and cold. But I'm telling you, we serve a Savior that is so good that He can heal and deliver. I don't care if it's fentanyl or, or meth or whatever it is. He can deliver me from a Dr. Pepper Snicker addiction. Or lately, turkey. Telling you, I don't, the only way I want to go cold turkey is with mayonnaise, <laughs> some white bread. That's only cold turkey I want. <clears throat> he can he, he he heals not only those controlled by sin, but he heals the bereaved. He heals those that have to say goodbye to loved ones. We just had to say goodbye to my mother-in-law, to Amy's mother. Listen. Our heart, I'm, I'm talking to you today out of experience. I'm not talking to you about something I heard about. Our hearts are broken. But I'm also talking to you out of a place of healing because He is our strength. He is our help. He's our source. We're not going to let sadness or discouragement or depression take us away. Amen. It's only going to help us look toward heaven and say, I'm going to strive harder to get there. You can let your problems pull you away from God or you can run to God and they can make you a better person, not a bitter person. He heals the bereaved, the one that stands at the grave. When he stood at the grave of Lazarus, he cried. He understands our pain. He, he walks through that valley of shadow death with us and he reminds us that a time is coming When even the dead will hear his voice. Even they'll hear the trump of God will sound. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. To meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Are you ready to be with the Lord? 
He can heal your heart from difficult people. Most people suffer heartbreak at the hands of others. But I'm telling you today, God can heal your heart from difficult people. Amen? A lady goes to the doctor and she's suffering. She's in pain. He begins to examine her, but she's in excruciating pain. He gives her some pain medicine to try to ease the pain. And, and he's, he's, he's pushing. And he said, where's the pain now? She said, he's at work. Y'all will get it later. Where's the pain now? He's at work. Sometimes people cause us pain. But can I tell you today, Jesus loves them too. And he loves you. He heals you out of your poverty, out of your exhaustion. He understands hard work and struggling to, to make ends meet and the grind and difficult jobs. And it, work is exhausting and it's tiring. But the Lord knows how to renew your strength. He knows how to give you hope. He knows how to supply all of your needs. Uh, listen, He does want you. Amen. In it, He wants you to obey His Word. Amen. He gives us in His Word how, what we do. Amen. Listen, the, 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 the key to Getting out of poverty is not saving more, it's giving more. But that's not, a, that, that, that's not how the world does it and they, they don't understand it and so nobody can get out of it because it, it's always about me, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme. And instead, amen, we got to honor God, we got to pay our tithe, we got to give our offerings, you got to help others and the Lord will supply your need according to His riches. I'm telling you, your success, your blessing does not depend on your boss. It doesn't depend on your hourly wage, but it depends on your obedience to his word. You know, there's so many things that are valuable until they're broken. You ever break, you, did you ever break anything valuable when you was a kid? I broke some of my mama's stuff. You know what was worse than the whipping? Oh, I got the whipping too. But you know what was worse than the whipping? Just the look of sadness or disappointment on her face when you broke something that meant something to them. But see, there's some that, that don't care. There's people that'll hurt you and they don't care, but... I'm telling you, there's one who always cares. Most people care. Most people are not uncaring. Most people hurt people not on purpose, and it's because they're hurting. There are those who just are out to hurt. It's because they've been so deeply wounded. But see, the devil tries to tell you now that you're broken, that you're not valuable anymore. I'm here to tell you today that you are valuable all of your brokenness, your broken pieces, when we bring them to Jesus, He doesn't see us any less valuable because we're broken. And He's able to put us back together again. You see, Humpty Dumpty, they shouldn't have called all the king's horses and all the king's men. They should have called on Jesus. 
See, people can't put you back together again. But Jesus can. He can take all your broken pieces. And here's what's so amazing about Jesus. I fix some stuff. And when I fix it, you still see all the cracks and you still see all the... The, the, uh, the glue oozing out between, the, you know, and sometimes it's kind of lopsided. and Oh, but I'm telling you, Jesus can fix you like you've never been broken. He can fix you and you're good as new. Amen? Amen. That's just good to know, you know. The, they, they, it's amazing. They, they, they can do heart transplants now. They do all kind of transplants. But can I tell you, way before doctors, way before medical science figured out how to do a heart transplant, God's been doing that since the beginning of time. He's been replacing. He's been taking old, cold, stony hearts out. He's been replacing it with a heart of flesh. God wants to give us, amen, a heart that beats true, a heart that beats strong. I'm telling you, there's something. I mean, a heart attack is no laughing matter. Johnny just had one, didn't you? How many's ever had a heart attack? Yeah, yeah. There's no laughing matter. And they can take life. When the heart breaks so much, it can stop. So we go, what do we do? We make it in time, go to the doctor, have surgery, put in stents, open up the heart, you know. But... That damage, sometimes damage is not, they can't replace that. You have to, you go back for a test. You go to the doctor and we don't like going to doctors, do we? They thump and prod and poke and kind of get personal. And, but we, let, we, we do it. Why? Because we know it's for our good. We know that they're trying to help. But I'm telling you today, we need a heart checkup with Jesus today. How's your heart? How's your heart doing? David said, search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We've got to have a heart checkup, heart transplant. Sometimes, you, so, so, sometimes just a little medicine can do it. Sometimes changing your diet will do it. We don't like that. Do we? Nobody likes that part. Nobody, nobody wants to cut out the salt. Uh, nobody wants to eat less carbs. We like to, no, but that's, they, they tell us, if you eat better, make your heart. Exercise. That's all, pastor's all about the exercise. Yeah, because he knows it's good for your body. It's good for your heart. It strengthens you. It gives you longevity. But what about the things that we need to do to restore our spiritual heart? What is God asking today? He's asking to come for us to come to Him. He'll give us a heart checkup. He'll see, do we have any brokenness? Is there any pain? What do we need to do? What do we need to forgive? Who do we need to forgive? Who do we need to stop allowing this pain? Because sometimes you've got to identify the pain. And remove its source. We identify the Lord shows us. David says, search me, O God, and see. Let's see what's going on in my heart. Help me be healed. We feel, sometimes we feel like there's no hope. But can I tell you today, there's hope. 
Amen? One word this morning from the Holy Spirit into your heart can do more than a years of counsel. You can talk about it. You can do everything. And it all works. And I'm far at all. I mean, whatever you can do to get yourself in better shape, do it. But I'm telling you, one touch from the presence of God, one touch of the Holy Spirit today, amen, and your heart can be healed. Your brokenness can be healed. Your bereavement, your affliction, your disease, your bitterness, your unforgiveness. Amen. It can be lifted. Amen. As the Holy Spirit just covers you and you say, Lord, here am I. We lay ourselves on that operating table. We allow Him to take that scalpel and open us up and transplant our old broken heart and give us a heart anew. Clean slate, a clean heart. New hope. A new chance to replace our broken heart with a new one. Amen? Listen to this. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. I tell you, I I don't want an old cold stony heart I want a heart that's soft a flesh that that beats and that loves and that serves and that gives but so many times we get so hurt by people and by situations and things and life has a way of hurting us and breaking our heart and then we put up shields and guards to keep things out of bay so that doesn't hurt as bad but I'm telling you today Jesus said I want to give you a new heart I want to heal your broken heart. I want to save.